You are listening to the Foamy Heads Podcast, where we discuss craft beer and anything else that accompanies a glass. Welcome to the Foamy Heads, Rich and Mitch on the mics tonight. Yeah, we're uh, we're feeling good. Yeah, it's been a good night. We've uh, we've already had a few beverages, so we're you know <laughs> we're chilling. We're in the right headspace. Yeah, we are. I threw some of that Delta Eight on top of the Ooh. everything, so you know. Yes, I think it's coming in clutch right now. <laughs> it's definitely not the same as you know you know what. That's not not not, not legal here. Yeah, that's uh, right. But we won't it, talk about that. Nah. Uh, we're here to talk beer. Yes. So, uh, I'm super ecstatic. It's been a while since we cruised on the Bearded Iris train or ship. Yes. So, so uh, you know, we did one review that we kind of split between this one. <laughs> it was their anniversary release, right? Yes. Yes. Is this their third? Fifth. Fuck. I'm way behind right now. Yeah. So, 2020 fucked with my timeline. Everybody's. And uh, I, I couldn't tell you how long Bibco has been with us. So, Bearded Iris, I'm sorry, but we also haven't talked to you. <laughs> We'd we love to, to sit down and talk to Bearded Iris. We really would love to. Um, it's five years. Five years. Yeah, their second anniversary, they had double home style. Mm, that's right. And, and now they brew it. Not constantly, but every once in a while, you can you can find it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go oh, to a brewery, there's a new graphic for it. I saw that, and it looks dope. Yeah, man, it looks no, 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 no. It wasn't double home style. It or, was uh, tunnel was tunnel, tunnel vision. vision. Tunnel vision. Yeah, oh, it sorry, so sorry. good. I saw, I saw. Um, so you posted or you commented on it. Might have been uh, Gibbs Ben Gibson's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was somewhat Ben he's he works with Bearded Iris. He posted something about the the uh, tunnel vision. I think that they're kind of revamping some of their artwork for like their regulars. Mm. Because they did it with Homestyle, you know, the black with the gold, it looks so clean. That is one thing that doesn't need to change moving forward. No. It is smooth. Keep Homestyle cans the way they are. But they always, you know, Homestyle used to be like the regular Bearded yeah. Iris cans. And then they, you know, they kind of changed it. And it seems like they're doing that now with Tunnel Vision because Tunnel mm-hmm. Vision is one of their regularly brewed beers that you can find in stores also. I guess it is a staple. Yeah. Yeah, it's part of the lineup. Tunnel Vision, uh, Homestyle. Uh, it seems like Attention Please mm-hmm. is also one of the regular ones you can find at even grocery stores. That's the one that pulled me into Bearded Iris, too, originally. Yeah. yeah. It's such a good beer. It is. Super hazy. It's solid. Not over the top juicy, not too boozy, but still mm. high alcohol content. Like it's just a great beer. Yeah. Yeah. But when you, yeah, I saw you you would um you would reply to one of their stories. Yes, that was on the tunnel phone vision. Yes. Yeah. So good. And the, that can art looks so clean. It does. It it took an already good label and made it more distinctive. Oh yeah. So I, I appreciated what they did to it. It was it's a slight change in color shift, mm-hmm. but it makes a world of difference. Whoever's doing their artwork for those cans, keep doing it because Homestyle's a banger. Yeah, right. And Tunnel Vision looks good too. And let's just say Homestyle in Middle Tennessee 
with Bibco. Yeah. It's a other, staple. Other big breweries are trying to match it because oh, yeah. it sells so well. Oh yeah. You know, and, you, and you've got you've got other breweries that are kind of trying to come out with the with the um hazy IPA. Um mm-hmm. in, in bearded iris in, in terms of hazy IPAs, in my opinion, in the South. Yeah. Bearded Iris has it locked down. They really do. I mean, they got the orange juice of the IPAs of the South. They locked. add that juiciness to the the hazy because hazy IPAs typically aren't juicy. They're just mm-hmm. you know they're they're drier typically New England style. They're hazy, but Bearded Iris takes their own spin on it. I would almost say it's the wet hazy. Wet IPA. hazy. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. It's just danker. Yeah. And it's got that orange juice juice. To it, if Southern you, feel. If you like pulp, pulp. Yeah, that makes sense. If you like pulp, you'll probably like bearded irises, hazies. God, they're especially so good. home style, all the way to the top. And we're not, we're not necessarily. Not only are we not doing a hazy, but it's not even an IPA today. <laughs> That's we're, right. we're going on and on about their uh, IPAs, but they have more to offer than just yeah. the IPAs. We went way off topic, but hey, yeah. it's all bearded. It's iris. bearded iris. So. Tell us a little bit about Wanderer here. So this is their, um, as I mentioned just a few minutes ago, this is their one of their fifth anniversary beers that they mm. released. For their second anniversary, they did ho- double home style. For their third anniversary, they did triple home style, which was their triple IPA. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> for their fourth anniversary, I can't remember what they did. Um, they had a, a whole like bang out of just different beers. And it seems like every single year when Bearded Iris does an anniversary release, it gets wilder and wilder. It really does. And this was the, <clears throat> this was, I, I, if I recall correctly, this was their fifth anniversary. And they did the <clears throat> triple home style uh, with cryo. Of course, home style is uh, all mosaic. It's a single hot mosaic IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then when they did the, for for their fifth anniversary release this year, they took a spin on the triple home style and they added uh, not only just the regular citra, or I'm sorry, the regular mosaic that they do that's all mosaic, but they also did a cryo citra Ooh. with it. So the triple home style was uh, dry hopped with cryo citra, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they didn't stop there. Um, they came out with multiple other beers as part of their fifth anniversary release. And one of them was Wanderer, which was their that's a barrel-aged imperial stout. And if Bearded Iris does anything good other than IPAs, it's definitely stouts. Definitely. Uh, man. So was it a porter that we had long ago on their first year of releases that was kind of questionable? I knew you were going to bring that up. Well, it's just one of those things that, to memory, I was like, these guys only know IPAs when it was at the very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I want to say it was, <clears throat> they had a porter called Ship Shape. Ship Shape. Yes. It was a very low alcohol. It was 4.8 ABV, and it was an English porter. And it was pretty good from what I remember. Um, I really liked it, but that was back during the days when... <clears throat> I think Bearded Iris was trying to find their, um, they were trying to find their rhythm. Yeah. And they make good porters. They make, you know, they, they did multiple styles of beers back in the day, but it seems like they have, uh, settled on IPAs, sours, mm-hmm. and stouts. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's weird. They're sours. They're good. I haven't had any of them. Well, okay. So they're fruity beverages, like Mood Ring, for example. Right. You're, you've had that one. But it's a fruited IPA. It's a fruited IPA, not a sour, right. not funky. It, it, I don't think I've had funk. No. Bitter Irish doesn't do funk. And I don't know if I've had Gose's. I think they're more of like, um, they, like they'll do like breakfast sours, imperial sours. Yeah. But they're more on the fruited style. Fruited, fruited sours. Yeah. Things like that. But they're, they're good at them. They are. From what I, from what I understand, because you walk into a, a store and you can see their IPAs and their sours are just prominent. Yeah. But every once in a while, <clears throat> they come out with an imperial stout. And damn. Yeah. <laughs> there was a vanilla one back in the a while back that I, it blew my mind. I can't remember the name of it, but it was with uh, the local chocolate company even. Oh, um, V-Fudge? Oh, yeah, that was yeah. it. Yeah, V-Fudge. V-Fudge was there. They, they, they launch it around the Christmas season every year. And it's just, it's so good. They always, they always work with, you know, a local chocolatier and then they'll do their V latte where they work with local mm. coffee shops. Yeah. Yeah. But this one is uh, a little bit different. That's true. <clears throat> this is the anniversary. Anniversary. All right. Back on the page. Anniversary. It's a, it's a 10% barrel aged Imperial stout. Um, it's a, it's a blend with 14 to 23 months in Willet rye and bourbon barrels, then conditioned with flaked coconut. Oh, God, coconut. <laughs> Tahitian <laughs> vanilla and milk sugar. Yeah. So I think it's going to be good. I think so, too. Uh, hopefully the coconut's not overshining anything. Yeah, I'm hoping so, too. We'll find out. This, uh, oh, it pours like oil. Yeah. I hope y'all hear that. <laughs> I heard it. Oh, excuse me. I haven't even drank it yet. <laughs> Fantastic, dude. Good pour. There we go. That's Good great. pour. So Wanderer. Wanderer from Bearded Iris is, is this <clears throat> did you mention the Willet? Yes. I did. It was um I completely missed it, and I'm right here next to you. <laughs> yeah, will it rye? So, with the rye in mind, mm -hmm. I haven't read any reviews about this. It's been out for a long while now. Yeah. But um, their fifth anniversary was a while back. Yeah. A few months. Yeah. Earlier this year. Yeah. I've already been through. I've already been through my four pack of triple home style mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, with uh, dude that one cryo <laughs> with cryo citra. Uh huh. Uh, we actually had. Uh, I think we had one of their anniversary releases when we had the uh, poor choice awards guys on. Oh yeah, yeah. There was one of them, and then this is really the only other stout that's left. Yeah, that's true. I think this might have been in the lineup. That we just didn't get to that night. I think you're right. I think we had talked about maybe having this one. Uh, just reading through the description real quick. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> stout blends aged 14 to 23 months in Willet Distillery rye and bourbon barrels. Mm. Then conditioned with flake coconut, as we mentioned. Five pounds of Tahitian vanilla 
and milk sugar. So the milk sugar, I'm expecting to kind of balance out the coconut. I think so, yeah. yeah. Flaked coconut. Yeah. Discover interspersed notes of decadent chocolate ganache, mm. coconut cream pie, and spiced fruit latte. All right. So with the description, I get, I, I'm expecting high marks. Yeah. But like Joe told me, Baker and the Beard, it's way more fun to experience it before the description. But ah, I enjoy reading the descriptions personally. So should we have waited before we read the description? I don't know. Okay. Each to their own on that. But, you know, Joe brings up a good point. You know, uh, part of the craft beer is like experiencing it for yourself. Yeah. So I, who's to say? But, you know, I enjoy reading this for the people listening before mm -hmm. we dive in versus just tasting it and giving our notes and then dispelling the air with what it actually is. But either way makes good conversation, in my opinion. But if you want more creativity and more opinion, you go the route of Joe. Gotcha. Now remember when we when we met with uh, when we did a couple episodes back or a few episodes back when we did the donut and beer pairing. Oh man, yeah. Um, he was always telling us take a bite of the donut mm -hmm. and then take a sip of the beer. That's right. And then at the end, you know, we were always kind of reading that first. We were listening to him, kind of getting the notes on it. Mm -hmm. But then towards the end of that, we started talking about. Should we experience it on our own first before right. we get somebody else's opinion on it? I mean, it? that's a good point. That was, I guess, in that scenario, I would say that was more of an event mm -hmm. to follow, rather like a like a uh, not a criteria, but a uh, not curriculum, maybe curriculum, maybe curriculum. Yeah, but you follow it to the T, and then you give your own steak. And then so, he flipped the script on us. Exactly. And it was like, hey, this last one, I want you to take a sip of the beer first before that's right. you try the donut. Yes. But that that that's what spawned our conversation of, do we want to know what other people have to say about it before right. we take a sip of the beer? Or do we want to take a sip of the beer first before mm. we understand the um, the comments? So that's what that's what I'm interested in getting into. Yeah. So I don't I don't I don't know about this. Yeah, we read the description, but the good news is we have nobody that we know has tried this yet. So I don't have any expectations. Same. Other than the description that we just read. So I yeah. feel like I'm still okay. Yeah. Other than I'm probably going to taste vanilla, some toasted coconut, mm. um, chocolate ganache. Yeah. Which could be any stout, basically, some milk sugar. Bearded Iris, historically, milk sugar has been heavy right on their stout so it's always really sweet so i'm already expecting that yeah but other than that i don't know <laughs> let's sniff it all right <laughs> barrel aged barrel aged vanilla yep <laughs> that's right barrel aged vanilla tahitian vanilla i don't know i don't know the difference i just smell barrel aged and vanilla yep ready Makes to taste yeah Mm. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, there's a vanilla on the end. Holy shit. Vanilla's on the end. It kicks me. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't overpower everything, which I think is good. Yeah. The very last kick I got was very similar to that triple vanilla Avery. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's exactly my thoughts. Dude. 
Holy crap. Not not too overpowering though. You know, the no, the, the vanilla that triple vanilla that we had from Avery was just over the top. Yeah. This has the vanilla in it, but it shows up at the end. I do get a little bit of that coconut with the vanilla. Yeah? Yeah. It's it's after it's faded away a little bit off my palate, but I get a little bit of that flake. Mm. That coconut really it, it, it kind of coincides with that vanilla. It's a little sneaky. Huh. But that bourbon shows up, dude. It really does. Bearded Iris knows how to make a bourbon barrel-aged yeah. stout. I mean, they just, it, it works. Uh, did we say it was rye? I think we, we did. did. We did. And uh, that's where I'm <laughs> struggling to find the rye, other yeah. than the harshness I feel just af- at the aftertaste. It's yeah. a little bit of dry, not burny, but a little bit raspy, maybe. Go Bernie. <laughs> Go Bernie. I feel like I feel like the um the milk sugar kind of heals that yeah, a little bit. It really does. Any type of bite I'm going to get, like it's there a little mm-hmm. bit in the middle of the sip, and then it goes straight to milk sugar at the end and a little bit of coconut, but yeah. definitely vanilla mm. and milk sugar on the finish. Yeah. The milk sugar. How would I'm trying to think how I would explain that to somebody, uh, flavor profile-wise. If they were reading it, how would I explain it? Yeah. It, S- sweet. Um, yet milky. <laughs> and sugary. And sugary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's hard to explain, but you can taste it when you have it. And Bearded Iris is, you know, they, they put milk sugar in. I'm, I'm trying to remember the other release that they did. For the fifth year anniversary and it's it's kind of escaping my mind but the <clears throat> the other one had milk sugar and it was just a ton of milk sugar flavor this one backs off a little bit on it which i think is good mm-hmm. uh it's not too sweet it's not too over the top the barrel age definitely shows through uh yeah. coconut i don't know maybe i get a little bit of it but i don't know if it's it's definitely not enough to overpower anything <clears throat> i think all the flavors here play nicely with each other they really do uh it's smooth overall um it's got a lot of sweetness yeah um i almost wish there was a little more heaviness i agree just to bring it back down yeah that's all well that this that 10.1 percent yeah you know, we're talking about is the is the high abv and they almost have to i think what they're trying to do here is yeah, it's 10% ABV, and they're trying to not... Obviously, I don't know what the brewer's thinking, but they're trying mm-hmm. to kind of reduce that right. alcohol taste a little bit by throwing in some milk sugar at the end. But what they're doing when they do that is they're they're kind of taking away some of the bite that comes with the rye mm-hmm. of, those, of that bourbon barrel-aged, the Willet Distillery rye. Yeah. It's super tasty. I think on the finish... <clears throat> the finish is super vanilla and super milk sugar and super bourbon barrel aged. But the uh, rye kind of comes through in the beginning, but it gets muted very quickly. I would I, I would tend to agree. Every sip I take so far, it's been super smooth overall. But right at the beginning, you get a little bit of that bite. And we're splitting the 500 milliliter bottle. And mm-hmm. I love the can art. So just kind of looking at it, it's yeah. very simplistic. Um, just a, a large dark bottle uh, with a black label and just some color squiggly lines on it. I mean, Bearded Irish does kind of weird mm-hmm. 
weird logos for their their anniversary releases um but wanderer seems to be one of probably one of my favorites in terms of their barrel age releases because the last one they did was really good but it was real heavy on the milk sugar yes and this one kind of uses the milk sugar to balance things out yeah it really does you I, found I, their picture i found their picture i'm trying to remember the name of it it was uh there's wanderer knock 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 that was a uh willet and weller bourbon barrels mm. with baroida estate coffee from papua new guinea with crema crema and <laughs> marshmallow five pounds of uganda vanilla and milk sugar so very similar expect notes of fig pudding topped with flamed marshmallow and sweet vanilla latte yes is what the flavors and i remember it being very heavy on the milk sugar yeah yeah and i mean that was a good one and yeah. this one so that I, was the one we had with the portress words guys that's right yeah, yeah knock knock was what well that was it um i think i prefer knock knock really i think so interesting <laughs> hey, excuse well, me right. there i go um yeah knock knock had a little more bolder flavor mm -hmm. this one's a little more mild but sweeter hmm. so it's a i would almost classify it lighter well you said bold not as this one's not as bold as right. the other one was. right so this is a little lighter sweeter and uh maybe it may cater to the more delicate palates okay yeah well, here's something for you. All right. I think I prefer this one, oh, Wanderer, right. over the Knock Knock. Nice. I think the Knock Knock was good. Yeah. I think it was great. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> knock Knock had a little too much of the milk sugar for me, so it was almost too sweet uh, from what I remember. Okay. Whereas, as I said a minute ago, I think the milk sugar here is kind of used to balance out the rye mm -hmm. well this and one, it's working there this one had rye versus the other one right yeah i don't think the i don't think the other one had rye no it was bourbon barrels willet and weller yes whereas wanderer is uh <clears throat> willet distillery rye and bourbon okay so maybe so maybe that's what's going on there yeah. maybe the reason why i think in, in this case, when they're using the milk sugar, it's because the rye is strong mm -hmm. and the milk sugar is kind of there to balance it out. So it kind of evens everything out. It almost feels like it's not a daring stout. Whereas the Knock Knock was just super barrel aged, mm -hmm. you know, and then they said, oh, by the way, we're throwing in milk sugar. So I almost feel like. I almost feel like they're using the milk sugar here to kind of balance out the rye and the wanderer. I think it's more clever here. Mm. But you like the knock-knock better. I did like the knock-knock better. Okay. Yeah. It, it was just heavier. For some reason, right now, I'm leaning more heavy when I see bur bourbon barrel-aged in any sort, including rye. But, you know, that's just my opinion now. It can change. But it makes sense. I yeah. mean, I think the knock-knock, the I remember the knock-knock being heavier. Mm -hmm. I remember it being sweeter. Yeah. Um, I remember it being very 
I don't remember it being as barrel aged as this one, mm-hmm. but I do remember it being a lot heavier and sweeter. But I think the rye and the wanderer kind of balances out the milk sugar, so it kind of keeps it from being too sweet. I, I'll agree to that. Yeah, but it's good. I I I don't know what this would have been like on release day, but I think it's mellowed out real nicely. I guess so, but even. The description says a sauntering stroll through stout blends. Milder. Oh, shit. So I think this was intentionally made to be softer. Okay. And I don't want to say better. <laughs> well, from a naming standpoint, exactly. it makes sense too. Wanderers kind of like just kind of wandering through the forest. You yeah. know, you're not really making a name for yourself. Knock, knock. Right. Bitch, I'm here at the door. <laughs> yes. Open the door. You know what I mean? <laughs> knock, knock, motherfucker. Knock, knock. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Wanderer is kind of a little bit more submissive. It is. You it know, is. It's passive aggressive. It's just kind of chilling as it's going through the forest. And that's kind of what I'm getting here. Like, there's a mm. bunch of flavors playing nicely with each other. Yeah. There's nobody. There's not one flavor in this beer is just, like, kicking all the other flavors' asses. Yeah. Not at all. They're all playing cooperatively. I may be feeling it now. <laughs> if that word didn't come out clear. <laughs> well, I feel. I think this was. What did we say? This was ten percent. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wonder. Ten point one. Hold on. Ten percent. Yeah. Ten percent. Fourteen to twenty-three months in Willet Distillery rye and bourbon barrels. Then conditioned with flaked coconut. I don't get flaked coconut in this. <laughs> the only time. I get flaked coconut is at the very end with the milk sugar. Okay. It's like a slight lift. Um, If you had a shot of uh, coffee, mm-hmm. cold you think or hot, more? I think you'd taste it. More. Okay. It's one of those things like if you're not a coffee drinker, these notes might be a little harder to pick up, but... Um, you think coffee would reset the palate on this? A little bit. It's kind of like a cigar. Okay. You take a little bite, not a big bite. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, oftentimes with espresso, even you want a little bitter chocolate ahead yeah. of time. So it's like one of those things. Flake coconut. I feel like it's not like toasted coconut where you're gonna see its presence. Okay. Immediately. But I feel like I'm having that flake coconut along with the vanilla. <clears throat> And when does that happen? It happens at the end. Gotcha. Well, I, I mean, could do from a coconut standpoint. I toasted coconut for me seems to be a little bit lighter, but it seems to be more prominent in flavor mm. than flaked coconut. Yeah, flaked coconut is <clears throat> um, more noticeable, but it's not sweeter. as strong. Yeah, sweeter, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think the toasted coconut adds a little bit, an Roast. additional layer little roastiness yeah yeah the flaked coconut this is me pulling from a flaked coconut cake right mm. i i mean you've seen these cakes yeah they layers of coconut like flakes on top vanilla cream with flaked coconut right yeah. so I, I i'm having that feeling that the flaked coconut really ties in with that vanilla just like that dessert so right at the end, you get a taste, but it's not overpowering. Vanilla mm. kills it. I mean, 
it slays it at the very end, but there was a slight sweetness of coconut. So you think you're you're getting a little bit. So let me make sure I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barrel aged up front. Uh huh. Then coconut. Mm hmm. And then automatically gets muted with the um, milk sugar and what at the end? Or does the well or vanilla? Yeah, the vanilla. Does the vanilla kind of mute out the coconut, or does the coconut mute out the the uh, vanilla? Coconut happens before the vanilla takes over. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought you were saying. Yeah. I just want to make sure. I took a few sips there to <laughs> formulate the full opinion there. But yeah, I, that's what I'm getting because the flake coconut is, it, it's often super sweet, mm -hmm. but I'm used to a crunch. Yeah. <laughs> but when it's all liquefied <clears throat> here, I feel like I get that little bit of coconut before the vanilla, but the vanilla, like you and I have both had the triple vanilla Avery. Oh my God. Lest we forget. Fuck, <sighs> man. I bring that up all the time, but that thing was brutal. I it taste the tough. vanilla in this. Yeah. And it annihilates the coconut. Oh, that was so wild. So um, the coconut, if you have a better palate than me, might be displayed after the vanilla as well as before because it could be a more consistent note, but I don't have that attuned palate. Mm. But I definitely taste it before it gets overpowered. But for you, mm -hmm. knock knock beats out Wanderer. Yeah, because in reality, these two were released at the same time. Yeah. So if we would have had them back to back, true. Yeah, true. But we didn't. No. We had knock knock when we had the poor choice of words guys on, and it had aged for a little while. Mm -hmm. But the Wanderer has also aged for a little while. It has. It could be milder. Could be milder. Could be. I, I'd venture to say the Wanderer is more mild than the Knock Knock is. Yeah. You like the Knock Knock better. I like the, the better. That's a that's a bad way of saying it. You prefer <laughs> uh, the sure. Knock Knock yeah. over the Wanderer. Both are good. Yes. You prefer the Knock Knock over the Wanderer. Both are fantastic. But yes, yeah. uh, the Wanderer Wanderer was more up in, up in my face with the bourbon. Gotcha. Yeah. The I, rye, for some reason, I don't want to say weakened, but it, it, it made it more subtle with the flavors so you were able to have more play with the flavors and wanderer than you were not not so mm. wanderer had more play yeah. than not 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 had a lot more oomph and punch that it did yeah it kicked you in the face exactly i remember having knock knock yeah when we were talking with the poitras awards guys mm -hmm. it was all in your face yeah wanderer is you could say it's more creative Whereas Knock Knock was more business oriented. Okay. <laughs> this one's definitely smoother. Mm hmm. And it's less intrusive. Yeah. What a. Looks like we're about even yeah. on our glass here. Yep. So, with that in mind, what is your current thoughts with it and rating and, hmm. you know, all that? Because we're coming down to the wire now. Yeah. Um, so, as I stated, I think Wanderer, I prefer Wanderer over Knock Knock. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit, it's less intrusive. Um, <clears throat> I feel like the the amount of milk sugar in Wanderer is less present mm -hmm. than the milk sugar in Knock Knock. Yeah. But I feel like 
the reason for that is because it's trying to kind of mitigate some of the rye. I get that. In this beer, whereas the Knock Knock didn't have that rye flavor, right? Mm -hmm. So it didn't have anything to compete against. Exactly, yeah. Nothing to mute. Right. In harshness. So it was coming out stronger. Yeah. Knock Knock was great. Yeah. Wander, in my opinion, just ekes out a little bit of the gains mm. as opposed to Knock Knock. Um, I'm going to give this a, if I were to check this into Untapped right now. Yeah. Uh, out of five. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'd give it a. Mm. Do you need to? No, I. I think I'm. I'm. I'd give it a four two five. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's what I would give Wander. I think that that's high marks. Yeah, uh, it's it's great. Um, is there room for improvement? Probably. Wh what is it? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm not a brewer. Exactly. So yeah. I don't really know what there is room to improve. But maybe I would say. Maybe a little, um, I don't know. I feel like a little more, so it is heavy. Okay. I taste the heaviness on this. Yeah. But it's ultra smooth. Mm hmm So what could counteract ultra smooth? We don't have to answer, but brewers can. <laughs> <laughs> What would I add to this beer, though? I'm trying to think. I mean, like, I, I can't sit here and say it's a perfect five. You know, but I have to be able to back up my claim as why so I think this is a four two five. I'll go off on a different path, a different okay. tangent, if you will. Okay. What I would include in this beer, having this set as the base, it's got rye, it's got bourbon, it's got vanilla, it's got toasted coke or not toasted flaked coconut, coconut, flaked coconut. I'm stuck on the toasted coconut from previous beer like okay. two weeks ago. But the flaked coconut. Okay. Mint. But I mint. wouldn't I wouldn't choose thin mint. I would choose shiso or even maybe cilantro. You think that's what needs that's what's needed in this beer to push the rating up a little higher. A little higher because it gives a sharpness to it. Okay. Because the character of this beer is to be sweet, heavy, and uh, it's supposed to be fulfilling also. Because I'm feeling heavy, but it's not in the state of the beer. Okay. The beer is supposed to drink smooth and sweet and light, in yeah. my opinion. So what would encourage me to drink more? A little bit of mint. And huh. it doesn't need to be overpowering. Not a thin mint. Not Girl Scout cookie thin mint. Right. But maybe shiso or... Maybe cilantro. Cilantro for a lot of people turns out like soap. So that may not I'm be... I'm one of those guys, by the way. Okay. That may not be the right ingredient. So I would be curious what shiso would taste like because it's another mint leaf, but it's Japanese. Hmm. So I, I feel like it's milder. I could be wrong. Um, I can't get it regularly here, but from what I've had, it's amazing. So maybe... I a little bit of mint, even mint leaf, maybe. I'd love to have a little bit of mint in this beer. Mm -hmm. Mint That'd leaf, be great. Mint leaf might just be the answer. That because, just, I think that would put it over the top for me. Yeah, I think mint leaf. You know, if we were going to put mint in it, why not go all in and do mint leaf? <laughs> but 
at the same time, I always am hesitant by definition. So I'm thinking shiso or other things that are like minty. But, mm. at, you know, if mint leaf would work, it would work. Counterpoint. Yeah. The name of the beer is Wanderer. Mm. Which means he's not looking to make a huge statement. He's just kind of. That's true. Going out in the forest, right? Yeah. He's just wandering around. He's not looking to make a name for himself. All he's doing is trying to exist. Mm. And if that's the case, mm-hmm. if that's the case, then they nailed it. Yeah. If he's trying to make a name for himself, mm. then he needs to throw that that extra punch in, that mint leaf, and say, hey, I'm right here. So I, I I'm torn on what you said because... Yeah. Well, I think that the goal of this beer is to just be a, a very good, easy, smooth combination of all those flavors to make this beer better. Yeah. It needs something a little extra. That's true. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't know what I would say to that. I would agree mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. But I would also have to say it depends on what the brewer is going for. That's true. So I'm torn on that. The mint would completely change the character of the beer. Hundred percent. Yeah. But I think they did a great job. Yes. As is. Fantastic. <clears throat> I would take Wanderer over Knock Knock. And you knock knock over Wanderer. Yep. Did we say how you would rate this beer? Not yet. Uh I'll take the charge on this. I've got a little bit left here. I'm gonna take another sip before my final decision. Yep. Another Drinky poo, like Leahy would Leahy, say. Rest in peace. Uh, last little drip. Or drinky poo. Oh, man. It's a damn good beer. Yeah. What'd I say? 425? Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably settle for four. four. Because it's smooth, dude. Mm-hmm. It's smooth. It goes down easy. It'll get you fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> 10%. <laughs> dude. 10%. You you don't realize it's ten percent. No. You you think it's more along the like eight. Eight. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, because eight is where you noticeably, <clears throat> distinctively go. Okay, this beer is a little heavier than the rest I've had. Yeah. So eight is where I would instinctively have put this, but it is a ten percenter. Mm. So um, it'll hit you heavy. It'll hit you hard, and uh, it'll get you there quick. So. If this was on tap all the time, we'd be in danger. <laughs> we'd be in real danger as craft beer drinkers. Um, I don't think these should be on tap. I agree. Dude, I mean, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, let's say you're in town for only a moment. These should be on tap for yeah. you. But at the same time, for the public, it should be on tap If you for had you. access but, to mean- this on tap 24 <laughs> hours a day, then you'd be fucked. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dude, uh, that just that just makes me think of Trailer Park Boys. You'd be oh, yeah. fucked. You'd like, be fucked. <laughs> but in the end, I'm gonna give it a four. It's not my favorite beer. It's a good beer. It's a damn good beer. I would have it on tap all the time, no doubts. I would get crowlers. I would get growlers. You know, oh, this yeah. thing is sweet. It's hits hard and it's heavy. So it, it it checks a lot of boxes. I don't remember if they had this on tap as part of their anniversary release. Mm. But uh, I would very, as we say, I would very much like to try this on tap to see if it would kind of smooth out a little bit more. Definitely. 
<clears throat> but it was good. I, I think it's great. Uh, closing thoughts on it. It's damn good. It's yeah. uh, you kind of already said everything you wanted to say. I right? did. I'm exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a great beer. Keep doing what you're doing, Beard Iris. Mm-hmm. Um, every time you come out, it, it seems like these anniversary beers that they come out with are just you know they're banger after bangers, mm-hmm. and they're they're good with IPAs. They're good with stouts. Uh, word on the street is they're good with sours. Um, they've got lots of them. They got competition at Middle Tennessee on those sours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tennessee's coming out with sours. In, if you haven't space. been to Tennessee and you haven't had sours, you should definitely experiment. Yes. But I, th- I think it, overall it was a good one. Um, mm-hmm. I would have liked to have had it on tap, but at the same time, I, I enjoyed having this one aged a few months yeah. after the release. So it was just a, a good beer overall. Mitch gave it a four. Oh, fantastic. I gave it a four two five. Mitch liked the uh, knock knock. Mm-hmm. I liked the wanderer over the best. So it's a <clears throat> it's a split decision in this case, but it's a battle of two great beers. That's right, knock knock, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing more to say on that. Who's there? Yeah, <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? And <laughs> eh, wanderer. And eh, wanderer who? <laughs> Wandering into your palate, taste oh God. Me. <laughs> I don't know. That's Shit. it. I, I lost my uh, cadence there, man. I didn't <laughs> think it all the way through. But, you know, not knock and wander are fucking good. Yeah. They're really good. I would, um, definitely would recommend Bearded Iris beers, stouts, IPAs, uh, again, supposedly sours. Uh, if you're in the Nashville area, definitely mm. check out Bearded Iris. Um, if you're not in the Nashville area, I think they still they distribute outside the Nashville area as well. I think they're expanding for sure. Yeah, yeah. Beard Iris is one of those those stories in Nashville that that's done well, not only just in the beginning but through the pandemic as well. So definitely check out Bearded Iris. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I mean these guys are wanted outside our state as well. I, I see people talking about you know they're willing to trade for Bearded Iris. Very high demand. Yeah. Um, if you guys haven't had Bearded Iris before, try them. Uh, if you if you drink craft beer, keep drinking craft beer. If you're not drinking craft beer, start drinking craft beer. If you've never had craft beer before, Beard Iris is a good place to start. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Cheers.